because I see those girls and I'm like, they have transformed. <laughs> and I realize that I'm like, this is like a trans woman. She's like, fully gone through a transition. I'm proud of her. She's the same gender. She just like looks completely different. <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm just like, truly, I'm like, it makes me feel better. But I'm it also because it's so everywhere, it makes me like, one, it's almost like watching mukbangs for me when I watch someone get like jaw filler. Yes. And I feel like Josie, I'm getting jaw filler. Do you I do that too? That. I literally watch like it's like an under like while I'm like in bed at night, I'll watch like yeah. the under eye surgery to make yeah. it like less hollow. And I'm like, what if I just why does that feel really good? It's like a fucking craving, like you said. And I'm like, why are we living in a world where I'm craving a fucking knife to my face? Hello, I am Josie Toda. I'm Alicia Pascual Peña. And I'm Yasmin Hamadi. And this is Dare We Say. Dare We Say, as they say in the Netherlands. Oh. I um I saw on Alicia's page and just by talking to her that she became the ambassador of the arts, of the Dominican arts, right? Wait, what was it called? I was appointed the ambassador of arts and entertainment for this year's celebration. She was appointed the ambassador of arts and entertainments for this year's celebration of Dominican pride by the mayor yeah. of New York. Like that Alicia. is amazing. In, in Arabic, we say mabruk when something good happens. Alicia, how do you feel? <laughs> Thank you guys. Um, it was, it was amazing. It was really humbling and, and emotional. Like as you guys know, and a lot of people know, I'm from the Bronx and I'm first generation American on my dad's side. So to be appointed and, and given that honor and privilege, it really meant the world. Like it just felt like little Alicia was up there on that float. Also, I just love my people because we are just mm. insane and it was such a turn up. But um, yeah, it was emotional, special. I got to share it with like my abuelos and my tias and my tios and primos and my mommy and papi were there with me like on the float in the parade. Yeah. And then to be able to be a Dominican who got to uplift arts this week and our contributions that we make as Dominican artists, not only within the United States, but around the world was just so special. It meant the world. I have blisters on my feet from the parade, but it was worth it. Maybe if you, you were in Karyuma shoes, you might be wouldn't have had. <laughs> if I was wearing um, Karyuma shoes that said no steps backwards instead of tacos, which for non-Spanish speakers are heels in Spanish. I would not have blisters, but I wouldn't trade any of it for the world. It was so special, guys. There's a photo of you. There's a photo of you that I literally have screenshotted so many times. It's of your dad carrying you at the <laughs> Dominican parade in the Bronx back in the day. And you look like the cutest nugget I have ever freaking seen. And having that photo that you posted now of your dad and you now and back then, I literally had a tear in my eye. It was so beautiful. It see. was. Thank you, sisters. It I was so beautiful. And I think just as your friends, we're so proud that like we have a best friend and a sister that not only is such a hero to us, but to so many young so men, women people. and people that look up to you. And as a, just like a Dominican queen, and I, we, we hope that you you see your purpose shining bright. And I mean, Dominicans, they've done so much for our world. Their contributions are insane, you know, whether it's to dance and music or like uh, actors Culture like yourself and like Gerald Jerome or like my romantic lovers. Like they really <laughs> have done a lot um, for, for us and to us. Josie, what's going on? 
Give me the tea. What's happening? I need to know. Um, You guys, I was having an emotional day yesterday. I don't know why. Wait, what happened? I was just, it was, it was one of those days that like, I feel like things had been building up over the past week. And you know, it's funny, me and my castmates who have become like two of my closest friends out here in me and Aubrey, we all had this thing happen to us where it, Aubrey had hers this week and then Emmy had hers last week where like things kept building up and building up and building up and then one, we just like broke yep. out crying and like we had it at different times. So I I got mine yesterday and I think it was just a result of like feeling insecure and like tired of being scared in this world that like has you know marginalized us and like made us feel like we shouldn't exist and I know that's like very broad to say, but also I was like really tired at work too. And I was just like exhausted. Yes. The crying. I'm so, it's interesting that you bring that up. Cause I was literally was talking about it with my therapist a couple days ago where a pin could drop and I'll start sobbing. Yeah. Like literally I, I don't know what it is. I can cry at any moment, whether it's good, bad or ugly. And I hate that about me that I'm like so emotional yes. all the time. I actually do. Normally, do you also feel okay, that way? Normally, I can cry at any moment too. But yesterday, I kept trying to go to the bathroom, and like let it out. I felt like a teenage boy, like wanking in, in like the airport bathroom. But it was me. You've been in the UK for <laughs> too long. It was me just wanking. Oh fuck! <laughs> I didn't even know that I said that. But for me, it was just like trying to like run in the bathroom at work just to cry a little bit because I knew I needed to get out, but I could not get it out. So why? Why did it take? Just a little, I went home and I got in the shower and just a little bit of Oasis and sadly some John Mayer just to, just to let it roll. I got in the shower and I was just, it yep. was so ugly. It was just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, I like yeah, could yeah. not breathe as the water fell down <laughs> my face and the tears came down. And like, I was also just being just like a little bit of an insecure fuck. I mean, as a little, as like a tea girl, you know, like things get tough sometimes, especially when you feel like you're not deserving enough or you're like not a normal fucking girl and you don't get to, you don't get to have some of the same experiences sometimes. And I think this was triggered because my character in the show is, is not trans, but is different than the other girls for another reason. Mm. And the director mm -hmm. was in the scene. I had to be emotional. And the director was like, remember, you're nothing like those other girls. Like, you're never going to be like them. <laughs> and so I Shit. think, yeah, he spoke to my soul. And so I think that yeah. that, so anyway, so I was feeling insecure and I was showering. And then I postmated my favorite pasta, which I took Alicia to in Scotland. Um, really and I postmated to the apartment and I went downstairs and I um, like gave the food to the to the driver because he had been calling me for like past 10 minutes was like, I can't find it. I can't, I can't find it. I can't find it. And I was like, bro, it's I told you what building it is. Like, just, you know, please show up. And I was trying to be as kind as possible because I just been emotional. And I went downstairs. I like had ran to him. And I'm just like in a I'm in a baggy T-shirt and sweatpants. I just cried. My hair was soaking wet. I look like I had just it's, exited it like a, a, a pleuritus, a platypus. I don't know. Platypus? I don't know what that is. No, no, no. Like, platypus? what does a baby live in, in the stomach? A placenta? Placenta? No, they don't even live in yeah, that. They, they live in the uterus. That's how they get nourished. Oh, wow. nourished. They live in the amniotic sac. Well, I wouldn't know because yeah, I don't, don't know. have one. But, anyway, so I just look like I just exited that. And he's like, I'm so sorry I couldn't find your building. And I go... No, you're so fine. He looks at me. Denny, I looks me up and down like a fucking misogynistic prick and goes, you're so fine. And I walked away. <gasps> Tell me why 
in my heart of hearts, I wanted to scream so loudly, like, I have a dick, um, just to like scare him. <laughs> but I didn't do that. I also like for the record, don't. Not that that matters or that that's important to any of you. But shout out Dr. Marster Bowers for slaying the day away on my vajay. Slay. Yay. <laughs> Today we're talking about pretty privilege and we're also doing a wildly mind-bending another rendition of the equation room. Let's take a little break and get into it. Don't forget to follow us at Dare We Say on Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash dare we say. We'll be right back. Dare We Say is brought to you by Kiriuma. Okay, you guys know we love these shoes. They're so cool. They're extremely comfortable, which is so important to me because I didn't even know that I had the ability to become a victim of blisters until when I wore my Balenciagas on a little trip <laughs> through the garden and I was rough. But anyway, Karyuma shoes. If I had brought Karyuma shoes to the, the garden. gardens and had walked around all day, I probably would be in amazing shape. I, I mean, they're wonderful. I mean, they're made ethically and sustainably. Uh, yes, I mean, break down some Kiriyuma. Now, listen, we're so excited to announce that Crooked and Kiriyuma have collaborated to launch our own co-branded Aka Low Tops in two designs that we think you'll really love. We think you'll love it so much. You're going to get it for your parents for Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. You're going to get it for your unborn child for their birthday in the next 10 years. These sneakers are literally everything you love, both about Crooked and Kiriyuma. They're made ethically, sustainably from organic cotton canvas, natural rubber, cork, and recycled plastics. And every pair you buy plants not one, but two trees in the Brazilian rainforest through Karayuma's in-house ecological restoration program. I, and Alicia, I understand that they, they work in forests, but I know you're passionate about politics. Talk a little about what Karayuma does for voting rights. Not only do these kicks do amazing things as an organization, but they also look fly. Cause y'all know how I feel about the shoes that I put on my feet. You want them to do great things as a company, mm. feel good, but also look good. They're just as good on the outside with two ways to wear your progressive values. One shoe has an all over I voted sticker print that a design team knocked out of the park. So you can let people know that you're civically engaged and you're not awful and you made sure to vote this year and you'll be making sure to vote during the midterms. And the other classic white sneaker with the words, no steps back. It's a timely political rally cry and a subtle shoe pun. What more do you want? As always, a portion of the proceeds from these shoes and any item that you buy from the Crooked Store goes to Vote Riders, the leading organization focused on voter ID. They inform citizens of their state voter ID requirements and help them secure the documents they need to make sure and vote. You can support them just by picking up some new Crooked Kicks. You can check out both designs and claim your pair at crooked.com slash kicks. Amazing. Incredible. You guys, I think something that a lot of people on our age demo get wrong or are just less informed about is how imperative the midterm elections are. And it's huge. And the effect that that can have on our day-to-day -day lives, which is why we are so excited to present to you guys the Vote Save America merch from our own Crooked Media. With less than 100 days until the midterms, midterm mania madness is sinking into our souls. Souls. And, and what is Crooked and Vote Save America going to do about it? You can find all new, new Vote Save America tees and hats in the Crooked store. Look, 
We aren't the ones who decided to politicize baseball hats, but ours come in cuter colors. So check out ours. Whether you're repping the West, the Midwest, the East, the South, the North, South, Southeast, the Southeast, North, East, Southeast, West, West where we, we've got something for you. Okay. A portion of every single order of the Crooked Store goes to Vote Riders, the leading organization focused on informing citizens of their state's voter ID requirements and helping them secure the documents they may need to vote. That's fucking huge. So check out crooked.com slash merch for the latest drop. Then head to votesaveamerica.com to find out how to get involved and do your part in the lead up to this year's midterms. Amen. All right. I want to bring something up. I want to talk about this whole notion of this thing called pretty privilege. It was recently brought to my attention after... A friend of mine said that I had it. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? That's like almost rude. And then I was like, wait a damn minute. You're calling me pretty. And so, so like beauty, I get it today. It's a currency, right? It's There's plastic surgery, photo editing apps, and other like contemporary beautification techniques, like changing the appearance so you can fit this aesthetic of what society wants us to be, thus having pretty privilege, right? And like... What does this mean for our visual, social media-driven society and economy? The fact that people are benefiting off us getting more, and I put in quote, quotations, beautiful. What yeah. does this mean? What do you, what? Well, I want to ask, what do you think pretty privilege is? And why do we feel like pretty privilege has like a different connotation now? Because I feel like if, if we're going to be honest, unfortunately, we live in a world that puts value on things associated with like how aesthetically pleasing it is, right. right? But why is it like this new phenomenon? Like all over TikTok, all over social media, I feel like we're talking about pretty privilege in a different way. So what do you consider pre- pretty privilege? For me, I think pretty privilege is fitting into the Western idea of what beautiful is. It's fitting into like, you know, the whole small nose, the straight hair. It's what society wants and thinks pretty is think the kardashians think you know every yeah. all the instagram Literally now you, yeah people have careers off just being pretty yep. and like you were mentioning this the other day alicia how like beauty is now like a currency in the world yeah. and like that people can literally you know get by nowadays they can fend for themselves they can support their families and their kids just because they're pretty and i think like that's why it's that that's literally why we're talking about it because I feel like it's important more than ever. And like influencers have based some of their whole careers off of that. But I'll tell you what pretty privilege is. Yeah, tell us. Pretty tell privilege. Us. Pretty <laughs> privilege. Pretty privilege is the summer of 2019. Go on. When I started my freshman year of college. One could liken me to that of the children's character Caillou. Please in that be I quiet. Had, <laughs> in that I had extremely short hair, dare I say, near balding. Stop, please, please. Justice please, for please. the pixie cut. Justice for the pixie. She it looked amazing. Like blonde, continue. So blonde, blonde buzz cut. <laughs> I went through freshman year, like whatever. I, I got by because I was, I always told myself, You'll never be the prettiest person in the room, but you will be the funniest. And one day you could buy everyone in it. And that is Mm, what got me through. 
I'm not kidding. I'm not I literally kidding. remember I like, her saying that, like, actually, when we first met. I, she was like, I might not be the prettiest, but I'm damn near the funniest. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Literally, I was like, that's what I, that's what I stuck by. But when I returned the summer of 2019, I had 22-inch extension, keratin extensions. Blonde. I had, like, yeah, just full-on makeover my breasts had come in like everything just fully transformed about me people reintroduced themselves to yep, me it's true at the a week <laughs> party like, you know you know the party i'm talking about are we talking about casual friday when you were in a bikini well, Casual Friday was honestly a part of it, but it was before Casual Friday. It was like the first night of OE. Oh, I know exactly the, the day. That house. Yes, ma'am. That house at the end of the yep. cul-de-sac. Yep. And um, <laughs> I, yeah, that's literally what it was. And people came up to me and suddenly like de- people 100% were treating me differently. And I was like, what is this? But you know what's also really, really weird? Because I do think that we all benefit from pretty privilege 100%. because you guys are effing beautiful obviously i'm not gonna sit here and be like pretty privilege doesn't exist like i will take accountability i think at one point because i wasn't conceptualizing pretty privilege the way that people were explaining it to me how are you conceptualizing like i think i was receiving it as like kind of like what josie was saying like all her entire life like she didn't always experience the same type of benefits from pretty privilege you know what I mean? Mm. And obviously this is… What? Wait, is that what you were saying? Or no, no, I okay. don't want to invalidate you by any means. But Please you were a child me. model. Yeah, you were. But I'm also black. Yeah. And I'm curvy. Yeah. And oh, I, I have big frizzy hair. Yeah. And I have a big nose and big lips. Mm. And when I was in high school, I was fat. Because I'm not a size 2 and I'm not a size 4 and I'm not a size 6. That's a different… But and mind you, this is me taking accountability. Because I still was benefiting from pretty privilege because… You guys know my upbringing, right? Mm-hmm. I was fully a child model since the age of three. And I paid for acting classes and helped like myself and people in my life off of modeling checks. Yeah. But at the same time on a personal level, absurdly did not feel that way mm-hmm. because I was black in white spaces. And here's the idea of like pretty privilege. Also, I think shifting greatly because always it has been Eurocentric standards yep. of beauty, which high. I'm black and I'm proud of it. And I'm Latina. Yeah. Yep. And my hair grows to the sun. You know what I mean? Like That was as, beautiful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. It's one of the affirmations that I tell myself. Good. You should. In regards to like my frizzy hair. And I've learned to love it. Which beautiful. was a process, right? So I won't ever sit here and say I won't benefit from pretty privilege. In the past I did. Because I wasn't seeing it. Mm. But what also makes me laugh. And I think this gets on the topic of like how just fleeting and ridiculous this idea of like beauty is and be- it's it's ridiculous that we get so fixated on it because it changes right every so like, like decade it's so in high school my personal experience was I had people who were smaller than me calling me fat and calling me ugly mm-hmm. and telling me to do things to associate myself with whiteness and now honey I'm slim thick and you have people who are not of color wanting to replicate the features within our cultures, whether it be Middle Eastern or whether it be black or people within other cultures, Asian, you know what I mean? So it's interesting. So your privilege can vary based on the culture and the era yeah. that people in society because are in. Absolutely. Like, it's a trend. It's, it's, a, it's a trend. It's like not real. Like it's arbitrary and we make it up. And now I benefit, I think the most I ever have a, with my looks 
um, which is a very peculiar thing to say, because I also think that I don't perceive myself the way that other people perceive me. I do think like five years from now, people will go back to saying like certain things that I may have heard in high school or as a middle schooler because this shit changes so much. Yeah. And I also I want to bring up the, the saying. First of all, is it fashion or is she just skinny? That was it. That's another one. And the second one is, did she glow up or is she just rich? Mm. And I want to bring that up because we, you talk about these cosmetic surgeries like the BBL, the <sighs> the lip fillers. And I, I, I'm very open when I say like, I have gotten lip fillers. And they're one of the best things I've ever done in my life. Like, and I'm not look, even lying. Like, you look phenomenal. Thank you. Because okay. I go with a more natural look. And like, it literally, yes, it enhanced my beauty. But I think a lot of these influencers and a lot of these people are are going into dangerous circumstances. Like the BBL is actually a very dangerous procedure. Yeah. And it's I'm really not trying invasive. to sh- anyone you want to do it, please do your research and do it. Absolutely. I support you. That being said, it's people are spending an arm and a leg of their life savings into fitting an aesthetic that's going to be gone yeah. in three years. Like Kim Kardashian, I'm pretty sure, and the whole Kardashian family, like reduced it. And also like, they have trainers, they have nutritionists, they have chefs who are constantly there giving them all this thing, all this like help yeah. that they have pretty privilege because they're rich. And you and I have talked about this a thousand times in a transparent way because thank you for being so um, open about discussing work that you want to get done or work that you have gotten done. And here's the thing. There's no issue with changing your body. Do what bodily, you want. Bodily autonomy is important. And we support and you. Having agency over your body is so important and beautiful. Girl, get everything you want to get. What terrifies me is feeling the need to have to do it. And now navigating the space in which we live in with social media and Facetune and all this stuff and feeling the pressure to get it when it's not something sincerely that people may want. But like, if you want to get work done and you think that that is going to empower you and it's your own natural inclination to do that, girl, I'm going to be girl, guy, they, them. I will be twerking in the club with you. But if it is something that you are now saying, my life is going to greatly benefit for this, that, so I think I should do it. Even if I may not want to, even if I'm scared because the influx of people. I will say that, yeah, I feel like it's just everywhere now. Like, it's almost like the way that I look at past surgery sometimes is almost like a craving. And I have to, like, wean myself off of, like, wanting to get something done to my face because I feel like everyone has it. And I just have to remind myself that, like, that this is not how regular people look. And even I see, like, I went to high school with some people that I see them now on Instagram. And for those, if you're actually from my high school, that that high school, it's not you, bitch. You still look the fucking the same. I'm dead. I'm, dead. I'm, <laughs> I'm dead. talking about my other I'm high school. Screaming. That I, I'm talking about my other high school that I went to for like three months and was with a lot of rich children. Um, because I see those girls and I'm like, they have transformed. <laughs> and I realize that I'm like, this is like a trans woman. She's like fully Please. gone through a transition. I'm proud of her. She's the same gender. She just like looks completely different. <laughs> And um, I'm, I'm just like, truly, I'm like, it makes me feel better. But I'm it also because it's so everywhere, it makes me like want it. It's almost like watching mukbangs for me. 
when I watch someone get like jaw filler yes, and I feel like Josie, I'm getting jaw filler. Do you I do that too? God, I literally watch like it's like an under like while I'm like in bed at night I'll watch like yeah. the under eye surgery to make yeah. it like less hollow and I'm like what if I just why does that feel really good? It's like a fucking craving like you said and I'm like why are we living in a world where I'm craving a fucking knife to my face? Yeah. And like I th- damn. damn. I oh, the damn. world taught us that we like need to change ourselves to like fit in. And like, I honestly think Eurocentric beauty standards play into that a thousand percent, obviously. But it's also just like, I don't know. It's the way the world is. Like when you go to a club, like Mm. I will confidently say I'm not the prettiest person ever. Like I hope no one ever thinks I'm trying to say that. I will say that I'm, I could be one of the, one of the smarter people. And like, I could, I could, you know, purchase the home that you might live in. I'm not saying I'm hotter (laughs) than you, but when I go to a club, when I go to a club, I know for a fact that there is a reason me and my friends can go to the. Pro- this is the most pick me shit in the entire it. world. Oh my god! But like, pick it apart. We're gonna get canceled. And I have bouncer. a vision I, of us I, right I, now. I, I have been told by promoters like, don't bring ugly people. And I was like, I was like, you are so disgusting. This is in high school when I used to talk to promoters. I obviously don't talk to them anymore. But when I was in high school, high school. and I would talk to them. They would say that and I would think to myself, this is awful. And I didn't know any better. And I wish no. that I had the heart that I have now to be like, fuck you, dude. Everyone's beautiful. But like they would literally say, unless you bring someone not skinny or not this, not that, like we won't let them in. And I was, I that I think that traumatized me. In order for someone to be pretty, someone has to be deemed ugly. And who's the person that's deeming people ugly? It's like Kelly the male- Conway. <laughs> Please. That girl should not be talking. And that's what I'm going to say. She should not be talking because she's not cute. None of those people yeah. are cute. <laughs> but no, it's like also we're pandering to the male gaze. Not to be mistaken with G-A-Y-S. Gaze. G-A-Z-E. <laughs> but like we're pandering to like these standards that are set for us that like aren't supposed to empower us or make us feel beautiful. And it's like this whole idea of like, yes, if you look a certain way, you'll be treated kinder. But now I feel like it has just gotten to like really dangerous places because now it's not just at the club anymore. Now it's just not like in real life when you see people. Like it's not like, oh, you skip a line because you're deemed pretty, which already is naturally awful. It's now like, now I can have 2.5 million follow followers. And have an income and solely have an income And support myself solely off of how I look. That didn't exist in the past. Now I can have brand deals because of how I look. Now I have access to shit I didn't even know existed. Let me tell you something. And this is not on like, pick me, choose me. This is just on simple ignorance. I didn't know certain surgeries existed until I got to LA. Until I heard people be like, oh, I got this or like I want which one? this. Um, like like um, um, threads in the face or just like, like baby Botox. I just thought all Botox was Botox. Um, and mind you, I love it for some of my friends, but it's also like I had a conversation with a friend yesterday who's getting a consultation for plastic surgery today. And I had never heard her talk about it before or even like think about it in actual terms. And it makes me have to question like how much of what we do in regards to beauty standards is being perpetuated onto us. Or is it just like weathering us down because we're fed so much shit on social media? You know what I mean? And I'm like, that's where it's like, it's getting scary that we even live in this paradigm that it's become 
so much more important than it's ever been. But it's also like going back to what Josie was saying. Like I talk about this all the time. As much as pretty privilege is a thing, yes, I benefit from it. I can't negate that. I'm not going to sit here and gaslight gatekeep girl boss. You feel me? But there are like dangerous aspects. The same way I benefit from it is the same way I- We're a target too. I like have, and once again, not to be like, my life is hard because I'm pretty because cancel our show. Say that again. I can't, no. Absolutely not. Like, you're Did not going to do that to that? me. Did everyone hear that? Did everyone hear that? Cállate la boca. Cállate la boca. Pero, I will say it's the same reason because the world, as of right now, deems me pretty is the same way I'm put in some of the most uncomfortable situations mm-hmm. and like the world tells me that I have to be okay with being treated like me. Actual me. Because you're asking for it. Although I will say we need to not associate aesthetics with abuse. A hundred percent. And that's what I'm 100%. saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I've had people yeah, we look... Because like ugly people get abused too. Oh, I that line. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just saying like... We can't say, oh, it's because you're pretty. It's your fault. Alicia just got I'm, up. I'm just that gonna, was no, crazy. Thank you for making that point. I 100%. I, and that's what I'm saying. I couldn't agree more. I know that's not what you're saying, obviously. No, no. no but I'm I glad that make you, that clear. No, I'm glad that you said that. That's why I was like, I want to make sure that this doesn't get convoluted into that. Like, but I think an aspect that blows my mind about being beautiful is the fact that people have looked me in the face and been like… Well, are you surprised? Look at you, girl. Yes, like, it's. I've even you, had family members be like, "You experience more pretty privilege than me." What? 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 Where did that come from? You're also stunning and I super think, hot. I think because you're prettier. But I what? should we have a pretty person con- uh, contact? Did this just become the I, most toxic space I, to talk? Who's I, prettier? Who got I more work done? Let's go first. I I experience white privilege, so I do win in like oh, yeah. the most in the whole disgusting scope of, like, way. Oppression. Okay, so yes, I guess, obviously. Okay, but All right. but like. I don't mean like I like that, yeah I win that was the so race. Let's, you, let's have a contest. Who's you, prettier? You privilege more from being pretty. No, I don't. I think I privilege more from being famished and white looking. Not the famished, but n- not the famished, but not the, not, the famished. not being pretty. I have to say it's the truth. You're also just so hot. Like I, I literally like I have to. I, I, I had a whole conversation. No, I'm not saying that I'm not hot. Okay, not everyone's been calling that. each other hot except for me. So what am I going to Oh, hear yeah, that? we're leaving you I'm kidding. Out. So, I, so I also want to bring up the pretty <sighs> you privilege. You mean, obviously, you get… You literally just had to make out with the Coast Guard in Hawaii. No one's ever Tea. looked at me on vacation. The only person who's ever looked at me is the guy who tried to deport me after I started a fight in Caribbean. I People literally will sell their soul to the devil… <laughs> To, to become an Instagram influencer, to be on, um, to have an OnlyFans channel and sell and like uh, go, uh, get different types of plastic surgery to achieve this look. Yeah, like and attaining that look is dangerous now, too. No, it can be super dangerous because it's like now I have to look a certain way to get this quote unquote job. Not to shame influencers. Get your bag how you get your bag. I'm proud of you. But will now say I need this look to get this quote-unquote job that I want. And do you guys know this? This is a bit terrifying. Let me paint a scene. Christmas, New York. My little cousins are opening up gifts. One of the gifts in which one of my primas, my little cousin opens, is like a fake YouTuber set. This girl is seven years old. Did you guys know that? That there are toys to mimic like YouTube channels. YouTube channels and like, influencer thing. So it's like props, like a tripod, not for a real camera to go on because these girls are six, seven, eight years old. But I think that that is just a testament to how much influencers and YouTubers and social media 
is influencing our culture. So now at the age of seven and six and eight, they're looking at little girls. Well, they're becoming filmmakers. <laughs> I, they're filmmakers. They're filmmakers, art, cinema. Um, but they now are looking at these women who do have artificially, you know, augmented augmented bodies, which there's nothing wrong with. But now they're looking at that as the goal. As the norm. Before as they've even normal. grown into their own bodies. And before like, their full like synapses are in their brain are developed. They're saying, I want my body to look like I that so I can be an influencer different. or so that I could be a YouTuber. And that does terrify me. Okay, well, I was actually reading this article from The New Yorker. And I think this was, it was written in like 2019 or something. It was talking about like how like nearly 95% of all the influencers and models that we see today on social media use Facetune, use different apps and uh, Photoshop to, to to change their bodies and change the way they look. All they want is to, I feel like the goal is to constantly look younger and look younger. But Which at what point, what you want to look like thing. a fucking newborn? Like, what do you want? You want your cheekbones to be up near your like, the back of your skull? Like how much change do we want? And then we tear people apart for not fitting into, for actually growing older. Well, and mind you, we're not even ever looking at real pictures. We're not looking at real pictures. Every And I'm sorry, I facetune myself. I know, almost everyone I know does too. And I, I, you, I don't think you should lie about it. But at the same time, I do think it's something to think about that like, I think there's I'm like not, a lack of integrity. I, there's a lack of integrity and also there's a lack of confidence in just being proud of the skin you were born in who you are and I'm yeah. saying that I'm saying that more for myself than I am for you guys I think like <laughs> not me being crazy I don't know if it's gonna make any sense like defund the police like devalue beauty and I feel like we've talked about this in our friend group when we give compliments to each other we should try to be more proactive about giving compliments and saying things to people when we want to be positive in their life that are of substance nothing to do with aesthetics like yes empower people around you how you see fit but like I much rather be told like that was really intelligent or like you empowered me today or I thought that was really funny rather than my beauty because this isn't gonna last it's like you were saying baby girl like beauty is fleeting and it's like am I gonna lack value when I don't look this way anymore and I feel like if we were more proactive about saying things that have less to do with aesthetics have less to do with the way that people look and quote-unquote their beauty or how hot they are I feel like as a society we would become more cognizant of how hurtful and how awful and degrading, like continuously commenting on people's bodies. And like very truthful moment for me, like you both know I lost weight since like I've known you guys. When I met you guys, I was much heavier. I ate so much more. And I went through some pretty difficult stuff in my life and I lost a lot of weight. And you guys saw every week, every day for like the first two months me being in LA, people being like, you lost weight. You look so great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Depression, babe. Like, I was it's sad. mental illness, babe. Mental like, illness, babe. Like, I was sad. And it just reminded me, wow, like, people are just… That's the compliment you saying, you're so skinny. People, yeah, people just… And then also people associated that with beauty. Look at you. And, like, Josie would see it, especially on set. Like, let's not even open up the door of how superficial the entertainment industry is. But people on set, people in spaces would be like, you look so good. What are you doing? Just, like, immediately… Tell me your secret. Yeah, like, commenting and on my body when it's like, stop. Stop saying things about people's bodies. You don't know battles that people are having behind closed doors. And like, just show up as yourself and do what feels right to you and love other people past like the physical. I will say that I think we need to stop saying when we look at people on Instagram and in life, 
oh, that person has a good body or that body's so hot. Yeah. Because what the fuck is a good body? You know, it's a good fucking body. Someone that is mm-hmm. happy and that is healthy and that is eating well and that is getting good sleep. And that is a good person who is spreading good values. Not someone yes. who has washboard abs or a 24-inch waist. Like, that's yeah. not what a good— Like, what even is a good body? We need to stop healthy saying that. Healthy is and hot. I think that's how we move forward. And it's, it's whatever it is to you. And I— personally still struggle with that. Like I'm just gonna, I struggle with eating and stuff all the time because I'm like, I want to profit off my size. And like, I don't know how small I am sometimes. And that's something that I need to work on, but it's not my fault. It's the world's fault. And I just think we just need to be open and we just need to say it aloud. And we need to just have these conversations because the more we do, the more people will realize that like, fuck pretty privilege. Like if you really want to have the privilege of something, it should be the privilege of being a good person with a good soul because that's what's really going to take you far in life. And that's what's going to give you good friends and a, a good career. And pretty only lasts so long. My acting coach used to say that. He used to say, you know, pretty fades. And he was like, not you, Josie. The, um, he was talking to a girl behind me. But um, but he did tell her that. And it made me think that, like, we can't survive off that. So let's just stop using it as a currency. If we all stopped using dollars, we would solve the economy. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. But, like, yes, if we Bitcoin just threw away the currency, then, like, there's no market for it then. Welcome. Welcome to The Beating Heart, the episode of the most divided in political social discourse of our time. I'm Judge Josanna, and this is, man, this is a Wendy's. Just kidding. No, this is the Equation Room. <laughs> All right, as you guys know, there can only be one ick or yum. There's a topic on the board, and the topic on the board is to be discussed under 30 seconds or less. The topic on today's board is hookup playlists. Playlists that you play while you're hooking up playlists. 30 seconds on the clock. Yum goes first. Take it away. I'm listening. When you're in that intimate space with someone and you're sharing your energy, don't you want a beautiful soundtrack? Don't you want to hear the right R&B, the right lucky day, the, you know, Anita Bakers of it all? I think it just, you know, heightens the experience. It makes it more beautiful. And also there's so much thought and intention that goes in to like, I made this specific thing for us to share together as a playlist. I think it's really beautiful and it can be empowering and it can make you feel more comfortable, especially if you're not the most comfy in those spaces. And I think they're the best and they can be personal. Okay. Yeah. That's it. You you sound like a fucking guidance counselor. Thank you so much. (laughs) Love yourself. Uh, Take it away. Please. Three seconds on the board. I'm riddle me this. Oh my God. Oh my God. What? Listen, when you're having this moment with someone, right? And you're hearing the ASMR of you kissing them, you yeah. touching them. I feel like that is hotter than the songs. I feel like listening to your partner be pleasured is maybe the sexiest thing oh, alive. Okay. And so I feel like that's more than The weekend. That's more than Bryson Tiller. That's more than all of these other people that makes these really fucking great music. I'm sorry. I feel like you could just listen to the rain or something when you're doing something fun. The rain. All right. Well, I, I'm done hearing your guys' arguments. <laughs> Um, I guess the only way to figure this out is to like tr- test it out, but we're at a <laughs> we are at a place of work. So 
That means that we can. Um, uh, no, I just got so wet. <laughs> Literally. But no one described what just happened. She just yicked up her. I just yicked her my yerba mata tate. <laughs> Ew, I wait, is that what that's called? Yerba mata titty out of my <laughs> You guys, please stop moving. I personally, um, <laughs> listen. I <laughs> The girls aren't fighting. <laughs> I personally just, I cannot go like, an hour of silence without music because then I have to confront my own thoughts. And I'm, as I said to my horror movie professor on the first day of school when everyone went around the room and said, what are they most scared of? And I said myself, and then it was very (laughs) awkward. That's what I mean. And so music always needs to be playing. And for that reason, yum wins. Music should be playing when I'm doing nothing and when I'm doing it all. So adjourned and I'm gonna go Take the bailiff out to dinner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> the bailiff is our producer, Ari. <laughs> Ow! Jesus! you guys that was our show how are we feeling um learned a lot um live laughing and loving at the moment but also lots to think about i think something that is important to end on to end on suddenly i don't know what accent i have attained is that what makes someone the prettiest ever is actually someone who is kind and and compassionate and is is a competent human being and there is nothing uglier than someone who is mean and small-minded and talks down to other people and that to me is the opposite of being pretty so stay pretty stay being nice can i can i just add if if there's one person but who doesn't have any privilege and i'm okay with saying this it is marjorie taylor green and you could tell her i said that well thank you guys for hanging out with us and listening and Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We need, like, your validation, please. Obviously. In addition to being pretty, we need you guys to give us some feedback. So, tell us what you think. And stay engaged, stay hot, and keep doing you, boo. Bye, gorgeous friends. Adios. Bye. Love you. Dare We Say is a Crooked Media production. Caroline Reston is our showrunner, producer, and mommy. And Ari Schwartz is our producer and show daddy. Theona Pastana is our associate producer. And Sandy Gerard is the almighty executive producer. It's hosted and produced by me, Josie Toda. And me, Yasmin Hamadi. And me, Alicia Pascual Peña. Vasilis Fotopoulos and Charlotte Landis, they're both our engineers. Brian Vasquez is our editor and theme music composer. Our video producers are Mac DeGroot, Narm Melkonian, and Dylan Villanueva and Mia Kelman. Lastly, thank you to Jordan Silver, Gabriella Leverett, Jesse McLean, Caroline Haywood, Shayna Hortzman, Daisy Cruz, Danielle Jensen, and Awa Okalati for marketing the show and making us look so damn good. 